Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and today I'd like to talk about what is known as the super ESP hypothesis, sometimes called the living agent psi hypothesis. And it's a hypothesis in this sense. It's used as an alternative way of explaining data that otherwise would seem to support the notion of survival of the human personality after death, including mediumistic communications and reincarnation evidence. The philosopher Stephen Browdy in his book Immortal Remains and in other publications tends to favor this hypothesis every other day of the week. He thinks that uh, psychical researchers and parapsychologists need to do more to uh, develop evidence which is so strong that even the super ESP hypothesis can't explain away the data. Of course, some people would say that the data is already far too strong. People in the psychical research field have strong opinions one way or the other about this. And there are those who would say the reincarnation data, the cross-correspondences, which I hope to talk about in another segment, are so strong that uh, the super ESP hypothesis simply doesn't work. That normal living agent psi can, is never strong enough to explain these cases. And Browdy counters by saying, well, actually, uh, even uh, those cases seem to involve ESP between a deceased agent and a, a medium or a young child or whoever. So I'm going to give you some examples, uh, and I want you to think about it for yourself. Uh, the first example, and I'm linking to it right now, is an interview I conducted with Vernon Neppe, a chess master himself, who uh, describes a case known as the chess game from beyond the grave, in which a transmedium in Sweden played a game of chess with the grandmaster Viktor Korchnoi of Russia and played a very credible game. Now, Neppe argues that the living agent psi hypothesis can, is never strong enough to explain how somebody could play chess at the level of a grandmaster. Um, the other case that I'm going to link to, and I think it's an especially important, valuable case, it's not one of my own cases. It's a documentary produced by a British psychologist and psychical researcher, Dr. Keith Parsons, and he describes very eloquently uh, a famous case from the 19th century known as the case of the Watsika Wonder. It occurred in Watsika, Illinois, and appears to be the best, most full-blown case of possession in the literature itself. And I'm talking about a young child apparently possessed by the spirit of another child who died 10 years prior. So. Uh, take a look at that video especially, and if you have time, uh, both of these videos, to decide. Uh, and you'll see with regard to the Watsika Wonder case, it's quite interesting because back in the 19th century it was researched by Richard Hodgson, a, a researcher who tended to be quite skeptical about the survival hypothesis, and his evaluation was that the case itself lent itself better to the spiritualist interpretation than to other interpretations. And yet, 
F.W.H. Myers, the great author of Human Personality and its Survival of Bodily Death, also reviewed that case, and his conclusion was just the opposite. Even though Myers was generally inclined toward a spiritualistic hypothesis, he felt that the case is best interpreted as an example of um, suggestibility, a young hysterical child, lots of social pressure, and uh, not enough evidence of a direct nature to be 100% sure. Uh, he said it's it better to interpret this as what we would call living agent psi or uh, super ESP. So you can see there's a lot of ambiguity even amongst skilled researchers with proclivities in one direction or the other direction in this matter. Now, I'd also like to bring up the research of a, a great psychologist whom I knew, who was one of my professors in, in my very early years as a graduate student at Berkeley, and I'm talking about Dr. Frank X. Barron. He was a researcher in personality and creativity, but he also had an interest in parapsychology. He told me, incidentally, a fascinating story when I met with him. Um, he encouraged me to study parapsychology, and he said in his case, he knew a woman who claimed to be a witch, and one day he was sitting and thinking to himself, okay, witch, if you're real, show me your power. And at that very moment, a stone struck the window of the room in which he was sitting. I don't think it broke the window, but it made a loud crack, and it convinced him that there was more to this business of uh, psychic functioning than psychologists normally assume. But the important work that Barron did in creativity that I want to share with you is what he called tolerance of ambiguity. He did a lot of research with uh, creative people. He worked with many very creative people like Norman Mailer and giving them personality tests. And the one criteria that he discovered separated people who were highly creative from those who had maybe normal creativity or less is what he called tolerance of ambiguity, the ability to say, well, I, I just don't know, to, to be in doubt. In the mystical literature, it's sometimes called the cloud of unknowing. Let go of your certainties. It's a healthy thing to do, and I encourage all of my viewers to do that. So, because with regard to the controversy of whether we're talking about super ESP or survival after death, it may well be that the best explanation is none of these. It may well be that reality is far more complex than either hypothesis can accommodate. So uh, what I hope is that you will take the time uh, minimally to view the uh, Dr. Keith Parsons video about the Watsika wonder and uh, see how you feel. Does it lend itself in your mind more readily to the hypothesis of possession by a deceased, the spirit of a deceased girl? Or does it lend itself to some other hypothesis? Or are you willing to just accept the ambiguity that we don't know for sure?
Now, sometimes, of course, it is better to draw a definite conclusion when, when the evidence is overwhelming. And there are many researchers who have looked at the survival evidence, and they do feel that the evidence is overwhelming. And of course, there are many people who don't look at the evidence and are convinced that it's uh, the truth is so clear to them that there can't possibly be survival, they don't even need to look at the evidence. Uh, I'd like to suggest that uh, you open your mind, open your heart, and uh, let's see what you conclude. Thank you for being with me.